Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy New Year's Edition. I'm your host, David C., as always, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and Happy New Year to everyone. 2020 is out the window on the 2021, and hopefully all the good things that come with it. So, coming up in today's episode, I will talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what the last couple of days have looked like for the Mavericks and how the games have gone and then look on to this new year and, you know, look at what the Mavericks' next matchup looks like coming up uh, here on Sunday, Sunday afternoon against the Chicago Bulls. But first, before I get started on anything, I want to say big thanks to Jay Marie for having me on his podcast, Thesis, which if you're interested in having, you know, some good conversation uh, pieces to listen to and, you know, you know, get deep into some politics and they just actually have some some great information thrown at you make sure you tune in to jay marie at thesis uh, on his podcast because he has some great information to give out there to you and definitely thank him so much for having me on his show and and letting me talk a little bit uh <laughs> with him about some of the extreme nerd stuff that we talk about together because he is a good friend of mine and you know i'm, I'm a big nerd when it comes to my mavericks and <laughs> Uh, a lot of other things as well <laughs> when it comes to being a complete nerd out. But, you know, thanks again for having me on your show. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. So, obviously, the Mavericks, uh, since the last time I was on here, um, you know, I, I, I did my show uh, right after Christmas. But then, you know, we had some holidays coming up here, New Year's. And I felt it was more important to make sure I spent that time with the family. But now I'm back here and making sure I will have, you know, my pods before every game and... Uh, one after one as well. So obviously, you know, I don't want to talk about it too, too much. The first thing is the Charlotte Hornet game that the Mavericks lost 118 to 99. Obviously, everyone has talked about this a whole lot and Twitter and social media and everyone else has already had their say and <laughs> went a little crazy, uh, you know, saying basically trade the whole team and, you know, our whole team is trash, <laughs> which I just find laughable because the one thing I'll say to everyone on social media Everyone on Twitter and, and any other place that likes to bash on the Mavericks anytime they lose is, would you say those same things right after the Clipper loss? Now, you can still say, oh, I don't like some of the Maverick players, but seriously, after the Mavericks absolutely destroyed the Clippers the other day, was there anyone seriously on Twitter or on any other social media outlet just saying, oh, man, this team is just trash. Look at that, man. They, they beat the Clippers by 51. This, these guys just aren't any good. <laughs> like, no, man, you know, come on, guys. You know, bad games happen. Obviously, bad games happen to really good teams. The Clippers, you know, come on. We demolished those guys, but are they that bad? Absolutely not. The Clippers are a good team, and I don't see us beating them by 50 or 40 or 30 on a regular basis because they are a, such a really good team, and I expect them to be at the top of the West. So, you know, losses happen to really good teams, even against teams you don't expect it to. That's just part of the NBA, and what makes it so fun at times 
is you can't predict everything because players have bad nights, teams have off games, and especially in this crazy season right now so far, there have been so many blowout wins just across the league. And there's just really even too many to list at this point of just everyone getting beat by 20 and 30 points right now. So, you know, let's not read too much into one loss to the Charlotte Hornets. They looked good. And I'm not going to lie, their bench came in and just had their way with our Maverick team. They just did whatever they wanted to against us, which was not that fun to watch. But hey, it happens, you know, it's okay. So, obviously it wasn't the best game for Luka shooting-wise. And everyone, again, wants to go off on Luka and, and say he's so out of shape. But I just want to ask everyone, when has Luka looked in shape? <laughs> like, seriously, going back to his rookie uh, you know, coming out party, everyone said the same thing about him, you know, uh, as far as why they didn't want to take a chance on him was, oh, he looks out of shape, he's he's not a really athletic guy, so he, you know, wasn't taken number one overall because of the doubts that people had on him, but obviously, those were pretty unfounded, because even being not a real chiseled and cut up guy, Luca can still push people around and do pretty much whatever he wants to do on the court. But, you know, it's it's a little much to want to say that, you know, Luca is just completely out of shape. You know, so everyone who wants to still say that, you know, it's just kind of silly to me. And I'll go over just a little bit of, of his numbers here momentarily just to kind of help further my point on that. So, it was a bad loss, but that was part of 2020. Let's, let's move on from that now. We're in the new year. It's 2021. Whatever happened last year... We want to leave it there. We don't even want to get <laughs> into, uh, you know, half of the things that happened last year. We're just moving in the positive direction that is 2021. And obviously the Mavericks did have a New Year's Day game uh, against the Miami Heat. And that was a good win for the Mavericks there. The Mavericks did defeat the Heat on New Year's Day, 9 to 83. And me personally speaking... I couldn't have asked for a better way to start out the year as a Maverick fan. Uh, if you can start your year off with beating the Miami Heat, then hey, there's just <laughs> not a lot of other ways I would have it for the Mavericks. I, I despise the, the Miami Heat, so, you know, it's good to start off the year by beating on those guys a little bit. So, you know, in the game, again, people talked about Luka and, and you know, how bad he looked. And then he comes into this game and only puts up, 27 points, 15 rebounds, and 7 assists in 36 minutes. <laughs> like, my, my, my. Just a rebounding machine that, that Luca is. For him not being athletic, for him not being a guy that just jumps out of the arena at any given time, he still always finds a way to be in the right place at the right time. You can say... Uh, about other players in the league that they kind of pat their stats a little bit and increase their their you know odds of some of these triple doubles and things like that. But Luca legitimately gets a lot of these rebounds, and I'll actually say there's been plenty of times where Luca could get the rebound, but he actually backs away from it and lets someone else get it. So really, if anything, you can say that Luca's new rebound numbers could be higher if he was a little bit more selfish about it. If he was actually just trying to go out and get every rebound and just kind of told the guys, hey, man, if I'm around, let me get the ball. Trust me, that's that's going to happen. I don't see an issue with Luca, you know, averaging about 15 rebounds the way he is. Just so smart on the court. 
and finds the way to be where the ball is. Now, here we go again, though. His, his three-point shooting was not great. He, he did, you know, hit a couple of threes. And, you know, he actually had an interview after the game. And he said it just felt good to, to have one finally go down for him as far as his step-back threes out there. But he obviously still didn't shoot it great from three-point range. He was only three of ten. So, you know, still still room for growth there. And that's the scary part about Luka. So as I talk about, you know, him and just uh, what everyone has been saying about him, when you look at his, his actual season stats, he's still averaging 24.4 24 points a game, 7.6 rebounds a game, 6.4 assists per game, while now shooting, you know, 78% from the free throw line at 9 free throws per game. So that's just a way to get your number to go up, you know, pretty dramatically. And he's still shooting a 46% from the field overall. So he's still getting his points and he's still getting his production. All this while shooting a measly 16% from the three. Now, I'm not trying to knock on Luca's three-point shot because I think it's still going to come. You know, everyone's a little uh, quick to rush to judgment. You know what? A couple bad games. Now, Luca, even in his rookie year, didn't, you know, average less than 32% from three-point range. Now, he's averaging, you know, pretty close to 25 points again while shooting 16% from three. That's not going to continue, guys. That that number is going to go up. And as it does, Luca's season average could, you know, get pretty close to that 35 points per game range, which does put you in the MVP conversation as long as your team is winning and progressing in a good way. So... I just wanted to kind of, you know, kind of just throw that out there a little bit more as far as the, the criticism that everyone loves to throw after a loss. Guys, it's always going to be okay. Bad losses are going to happen. Luca's going to have off nights. He's not going to be going crazy every single night. But that being said, he's still giving you 25, uh, 8, and 6. So <laughs> it's kind of absurd. So just when we look at the game overall, let's just run through some of the other guys' stats and what they did. I just wanted to make sure I put the emphasis that, guys, Luka's going to be, you know, that, that MVP can, uh, candidate that we all think he's going to be. He's just rounding into shape, rounding into form, and in this crazy season, he didn't have a whole lot of time to, to get himself ready to go. And so he's doing it on the fly. He's going to be good. He's young. I don't think that's going to be an issue. So Tim Hardaway Jr., um, in this game, finally, you know, got a little bit of his confidence back, I would say. You know, he was pretty angry out there, showing some emotion. And it's not really something that you've seen a lot of when it comes to Hardaway Jr. Like, he tries real hard, and when it comes to driving to the lane, you know, obviously he's he's just not that guy. Now, this year, like I said in a previous pod, you're seeing so much more from him as far as attempts to drive the basket. Now, I'm fine with that, you know, as long as you're hitting the shots. And he's been pretty consistent on some of these layups. Now, there have been times where he looks insanely out of control and just being a little too aggressive when it comes to, you know, driving down the lane and trying to get himself either a foul call or, you know, just a good shot on the inside. But in this game, you know, he was only 3 of 10, just like Luka from three-point range. So, he did have 18 points, two rebounds, and three assists, but he did this in basically 40 minutes. So Hardaway was out there a good amount of time, and his shot still just really isn't there yet. He attempted a lot of threes and, and was trying, but, you know, he got a lot of his points kind of driving through the lane. So, you know, Hardaway, 
I still think his shot's going to improve too, you know, just in the same realm as Luka. It's, it's coming, guys. You know, he's he's going to be good. And I don't think, you know, we need to worry about what Tim Hardaway is going to do uh, this year for us. You know, Josh Richardson didn't have, you know, a great game. He had 11 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. But as I say he didn't have a great game, he was playing great defense the entire time. Now, you can say that for the Mavericks as a whole just in this game. Uh, you know, they were active and, and, you know, they didn't always get a lot of the steals. I think they only had about nine of them in this game. But, you know, they were just in a lot of passing lanes and causing a lot of disruption and chaos for the Miami Heat. Now, that being said, they dismissed a ton of three-pointers. I believe they only hit seven of 33 or 32, something like that. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, that's that's some pretty horrible three-point shooting there. That's... <laughs> Pretty close to, you know, what, what Luca's shooting right now from three-point range. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry, Luca. Didn't mean to throw a jab at you there. But I'm just, you know, showing a point here that they didn't shoot great um, in this game from three-point land. You know, everyone on their team is usually pretty consistent when it comes to three-point shots. And they're, you know, got some really good shooters. But it just didn't happen for them in this game. Which, you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Always good to watch Miami's team struggle from the field. Uh, and I think Richardson had a lot to do with that. You know, as, you know, I said in, in many uh, previous pods that, you know, Richardson, his defense is what's really going to, you know, make the difference for us this year. He is a great shooter, and he's showing that he can do that. Now, you know, he didn't shoot great himself from three-point range. He was one of five in his 35 minutes that he was out there. Um, I'm still not going to worry about it, you know, to be honest. Richardson is a good shooter, and he showed us in the preseason really how good he can be, and I just think there's just a little bit of jitters for him to want to succeed right now for the Mavericks. He's he's probably forcing some things a little bit, you know, and, and just, you know, got a little tightness in his game, and I think he's going to be really good. I, I don't see it being an issue. I think he's going to kind of work through this a little bit, and, and I don't even think it's going to take that long for Richardson to get back to the shooting stroke that he had in the preseason for us. Um, you know, our other starters... You know, we got Dorian Finney-Smith. You know, he had 12 points and 5 rebounds in his 22 minutes. You know, Dorian doing just Dorian. You know, not nothing that's going to jump off the page. But, you know, he was hitting some shots for us. So, you know, that's all we really need him to do. Uh, most of his rebounds are going to be offensive rebounds, which, you know, we definitely need. Second chance points and second chance opportunities are... You know, not something the uh, the Mavericks are ever going to say no to because they don't get a whole lot of them. And, uh, you know, it's good to have uh, Dorian out there producing some of that for us. Now, <laughs> it's hard to want to keep, you know, beating the dead horse here. But, you know, Dwight Powell uh, was in this game. He had two points, eight rebounds, and one assist in his 28 minutes on the court. It's hard to, you know, keep being the... De- White Powell supporter that I am because I, I I really want to see him succeed on our team and do, you know, really well for us. But I just, I can't keep, you know, hoping for a guy that's just not producing right now. We just, you're just not getting anything from Powell. I mean, two points and, and eight rebounds in 28 minutes. I mean, I'll give him his props on his uh, rebounding side of it. You know, he's He's doing good there. He's getting his rebound, so that's that's okay. But uh, it's just, what other production is he giving you in this entire time out there? You know, he can't shoot three, can't spread the floor. Uh, 
I, I just want so many good things for Powell, but it's just not happening for us. So, but overall, you know, our, our, our offense pretty much all came from Hardaway and Luca <laughs> when it comes to our starters. And it's not like the game was insanely high scoring. Now, as far as NBA games go, 83 to 93 game is really, really low scoring. <laughs> you know, most, most teams now are scoring somewhere in that 120 range is, is pretty much average now. So to hold the Miami Heat to 83 points, you know, I want to say that the Mavericks were doing a, a really good job on the defensive end. Now, the only other time that we showed good defense was against the Clippers. And, you know, that contributed to a big win there. And in this game, you know, we were up by, I believe, as much as like 18 points at, certain, at a certain point as well. And, you know, we're, we are a good team. And, and when we're playing good defense like we did in these two games, we can pull away from good teams like the Clippers, like the Miami Heat. And all this being done without Kristaps Porzingis. You know, everyone's really excited and hoping KP can come back. And I really believe he's going to. I've said it before on my last pod that I believe he's going to be back around the ninth, and I think he can really, you know, just change our whole offense completely because once he comes in, you know, spreading the floor, it, it can do so many things for us. So coming up in the next segment, obviously I don't want to talk too much about it, but we'll go over the Maverick bench, who did what, and who unfortunately didn't even get a chance to play in this game. So when we get into the bench, you know, James Johnson is a guy that I'm going to keep talking about until he gives me a reason to not talk about him. <laughs> James Johnson put up uh, eight points, three rebounds, and one assist in 12 minutes. Uh, not a whole lot of time out there on the court. His shot, you know, was working for him today. And, you know, it's more than just what he's doing uh, on a as a scoring standpoint. You know, it's, it's not all that important when it comes to James Johnson. His creativity with the ball is just... It's really up there. He's got an IQ that's, that's you know, I think at the top when it comes to what he's able to do and how, what he sees on the floor and how he keeps doing this little uh, between the leg bounce pass to someone that's behind him and it creates space on the pick while doing that. I mean, it's just a smart play. You know, it, it's funny when you think about it. It's like, why haven't players really used that more often? Because if you can bounce it between your legs with a defender in front of you, and set a pick, then now the guy behind you is usually going to be wide open unless they're able to fight over that screen and, and have a wide open look from three or wherever else on the court that that may happen. So James Johnson is doing some some really good things for the Mavericks, and he is contributing really the way, you know, I thought he would uh, when we got him. Uh, you know, as far as the bench go, we didn't really have a lot of other points that happened. Trey Burke, put up, you know, eight points and three assists in his limited time out there. And, you know, that I, I what you kind of expect more from Burke, you know, sometimes now, just at least as a scoring standpoint goes. But, you know, he can't have, you know, 18-point-a-night games all the time, you know, so it's reasonable to understand that, you know, he, he didn't have a, a big scoring production. Maxi Kleber uh, is the only other guy that really had any significant points, which only was five he had five points, one rebound, and one assist in his 28 minutes. Now that, you know, obviously is a little sad for Maxi. You kind of expect now, lately anyway, for him to have more production than that because his three-point shot is so good. You know, Maxi Kleber has, you know, made himself a really deadly three-point shooter if you're going to leave him open, you know, out there around the line. And, you know, 
let's not forget what he does on the defensive side. You know, if if you try to come into the lane and you're trying to take, you know, Maxi lightly, you're going to get blocked and that ball is going to go into the uh, non-existent front row of, <laughs> uh, of most uh, arenas around the league. So Maxi just, you know, with five points, you just really expect more from him though on the offensive end. But it didn't happen. And that was fine because the Mavericks still got the win anyway. Now, players that just didn't even play in this game, they were DNPs. Um, some of them were kind of interesting because, you know, Josh Green, the rookie, is someone that I kind of enjoyed, you know, getting to see a little bit more of him and was kind of hoping he was going to give a little bit more playing time this season. But it's not really that big of a deal if he doesn't play every now and then. That's pretty common. And as far as all the players who didn't play with the exception of Boban, it kind of looked like the Carlisle way. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that's a kind of trend, or at least I'm hope I'm not saying that. But it looks like the, the rookies are the guys who were just, you know, coaches DNP decisions tonight, which is Tyro Terry, who didn't suit up. Josh Green did not suit up. And neither did Wes Awandu. Uh, like I said, the only other person who didn't suit up was Boban. And, you know, Boban's going to get rest throughout the season, so that's not all that unexpected. But... You know, when I looked at the guys who, who just, you know, didn't even get a chance to suit up in this game, I was like, oh, is is the Carlisle, um, you know, kind of bias of the young guys kind of kind of starting to show its head a little bit. But, you know, it's hard to read into it after one game in this, uh, you know, crazy shortened season that we got going on here. So I didn't even want to talk about the Miami Heat and their players and what they did. <laughs> Sorry, Mavs fans, if you've gotten accustomed uh, to me, kind of giving an overview of what the other team uh, players did as well, because I just don't like the Miami Heat, and I could not really waste any of my time talking about them or other players. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't mind really talking about any other team in the league, but, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of the Miami Heat, so I'm just not going to talk about those guys, because I don't want to give them any sort of encouragement. <laughs> But as a team standpoint, uh, you know, one of the biggest concerns that, that most of the fans had and most people, you know, were talking about on Twitter and everywhere else was, our, you know, our horrible rebounding. And the last couple of games, it's definitely gotten better for us. And we actually won the rebounding game in this battle to 59 to 49, which is basically, you know, the, the difference in the points as well as far as how much we won by. So when you look at it, a good win for the Mavs, a Great way to start the year. I'm excited. 2021 on the positive things. Only good vibes for all Mavs fans and everyone out there in the world. You know, last year was a terrible year. We've all went through it. We've all had some sort of tragedy, if not directly in your family, then someone that you know. So to go on to this new year, try to let all that go behind you. You know, hug the ones that you love and, and tell them how much they mean and look forward to just positive vibes in this year. So the Mavericks next game is actually be coming up this Sunday afternoon. If you are listening to this on Sunday morning, uh, the Mavericks play at seven o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest, everyone's favorite channel. And they, you know, look to kind of put a little streak here together. You know, it's going to be kind of good to see if the Mavericks can one off, run off some victories in a row here. But, you know, <laughs> that's uh, kind of hard uh, to do in this kind of crazy season here. So, exciting times now moving forward here, Mavs fans. 
I just wanted to have this pod today just to make sure I went over, you know, the last games. I do apologize for not putting out pods after these uh, last two games right away. But like I said, I wanted to spend some time with the family. I hope everyone did the same. I hope everyone had a safe and very happy new year. Good times coming for the Mavs this year, and I hope to be bringing it to you after every game. So thanks again, Mavs fans. I hope you like what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, share with your friends, and follow. And I hope you listen in again next time, Mavs fans. Let's go 2021.